And welcome back to another episode of The Last Take. If you're just joining us for the first time here, I recommend you going on to the first episode. But if you're listening here for the first time, we'll give you another overview of what we do here. So pretty much we go through the ESPN college football pick'em games. Uh, then we talk about Nebraska football. And now with the NFL into the picture, we'll be each going... We'll each pick about one game that will go over uh, for this weekend. So we'll go ahead and we'll dive into the college football. This is the first take by Charlie, Mark, Dylan, and Anthony. All right. So well, we're gonna first off, we're gonna go over our last week. So. We we decided we we're gonna do a point system, so one point for if you you get the correct pick, and then you don't get any points if you don't get it correct. Kind of self-explanatory. So so far, I think so. Me and Charlie are tied at six, or I mean five. And then Mark and uh, Anthony got both one, both of them got one wrong, so they're at uh, four points. Standings, it's tied for first and then tied for second. <laughs> it kind of so, sucks because we all kind of went on the same road. Yeah, we, we just all picked the same games. A lot yeah. of similar picks in there, yeah. Okay. So first game that's on the list here, Alabama going onto the road to face the Texas Longhorns. Both teams are undefeated. Alabama is a 20-point favorite. So let's go around and see who you got, Alabama or Texas. I mean, I'm not a believer in Texas, and Alabama looked really good against Utah State. Again, they're playing Utah State, but Utah State's not a bad team, but they're not in the level of Alabama. But I, I still think the same thing with Texas. They are not back. I mean, maybe maybe they'll be decent this year, but they won't be able to compete this week at least because Alabama is a whole nother team they haven't faced before. Bryce Young is going to have another really, really good game. So I got Bama by more than 20. I like I like Alabama here. Um, Alabama is just too talented. I got Alabama by 30. Yeah, it's actually uh, Nick Saban's first matchup against Texas since he beat them in the national championship back in 2009. And uh, Quinn Ewers' first game, real game, I would say, of course, you know, Louisiana Louisiana Monroe last week, but first real test for him and certainly not going to be easy. Uh, I think a lot of people also excited to see Bijan Robinson back healthy, running back for Texas. Um, but yeah, I think I think Alabama rolls. I think they win big here. Um, yeah, impressive last week, shutting out Utah State. Don't think they'll shut out Texas this week, but I think they're that they're going to win this game. Uh, so yeah, taking the tide. Say so it's pretty self-explanatory to easily go along with Alabama here. Um, like Charlie mentioned, shutting out Utah State. Texas won 52 to 10. Um, what's really impressive is Bryce Young only threw 195 yards. But he did throw five touchdowns along with also running for the ball for 100 yards and running for one as well. Uh, Bryce Young's got another good game. I don't think Quinn Ears is going to be as good as he as he claims because remember expectations are high for him. One of the rare few recruits to have a 1.0 scale on 24-7. That's very rare. Um, and then also B. John Robinson, 10 carries for 71 yards. I don't see him having a really big night for him. Uh, I got the tide here at least by 21. It's, it's it's really tough for for a freshman quarterback to have to play the number one team in the country. It's, it's going to be rough for Texas. 
All right, so I'll pick Alabama here onto the next one. Wake Forest versus Vanderbilt. Wake Forest, 23rd in the nation, 1 0. Vanderbilt, 2 0, probably for the first time in program history, but. <laughs> So, Mark, who do you have here? Do you have the Demon Deacons or the Commodores? Uh, I have the Demon Deacons. Um, I just, yeah, Sam Hartman is back. So that's my reasoning. Yeah, I was about to say that. Wake Forest, I mean, uh, Mark, or what his name is, uh, Mitch Griffiths was pretty good last week against, uh, who did they play? I say they played. Uh, oh, uh, Virginia Military Institute. Yeah. But, like, but Sam Hartman was really good for Wake Forest last year, and he's back this week for here. He's able to play this week, so I. It was kind of like you know everyone's on the hype train for Vandy since they're two and zero somehow. Hawaii and Elon though, I mean you can't. <laughs> and they barely they to, didn't to beat be fair, Elon by that much. No, I yeah. think yeah. I mean I think any win though for Vanderbilt still a good win, but yeah, Hawaii and Elon. I mean I don't know. Uh, I also think Vanderbilt their secondary did struggle against Elon. Uh, so, I don't know. It's going to be going to be interesting and I think a lot of people are hoping for him to pull the up or yeah, pull the upset here this weekend and get to 3 and 0, but I'm taking Wake in this one. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, but I think they'll win with just too much on offense. Mm. Yeah. Wake. I'd say wake wake pretty much easy. No disrespect to Vanderbilt having so far an impressive year uh for the Commodores. You know, starting off two and is very impressive, but Hawaii and Elon, you know, as we keep saying, but Vandy is going to be at least decent this year. I think they could get, get a bowl game in the, underneath their belt, but they still got I, quite a ways to go here on that. I think it's still going to be tough even to get six wins in the SEC. I mean, you look at the, the schedule, it starts out, there are some winnable games. I think you might be able to get four or five wins in there, but it's going to still be really tough for them to be bowl eligible when it's all said and done. Yeah, I think it'll be close here. Yeah. All right, next game is another big one here. Tennessee Volunteers, Pittsburgh Panthers. I think this is the game I'm most excited for this weekend. Really, I think two pretty good teams. I think Pitt, not quite as good as they were last year. Tennessee, definitely, I think they're a little bit better. Hendon Hooker, it's going to be a, it's going to be a really good game. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited to see these two teams play. Pitt beat West Virginia last week. Uh, that was a great game. Tennessee blowout win over Ball State. And I'm actually going to take the Vols in this one. I think they're the better team. It's going to be a good test for them early in the year. Non-conference play going up to Pitt. And I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm taking the Vols in this one. I'm taking I'm taking Pittsburgh. Honestly, I, I liked what I saw last week, and I was just super impressed with that. So I'm taking Pitt. Okay, so... I really enjoyed last week's game with Pittsburgh and West Virginia. It was a very, very good game. I'm going to say this now. Pitt probably shouldn't have won that game. They got really lucky. Say with a misconception at the receiver. West Virginia's best receiver was having a really good game all night. He made the mistake that ended the game pretty much, that pick six. But um, I I got Tennessee. I think Tennessee, they were really good. The fact that they weren't ranked at the beginning of the year was kind of— I was surprised. Yeah, Yeah. it was was really surprising. I— Tennessee's gonna I think they're just better and kind of like Charlie said Tennessee will be pretty good this year so uh yeah Tennessee will win probably by like seven to ten points 
Mark, you're going to be alone on this one. I also <laughs> That's got, fine. I got Tennessee here on this one. I did like Keldon Slovis. Uh, he had a pretty good game, but Tennessee is just going to look very explosive. I feel like they have 351 passing yards and 218 rushing yards. Yards allowed is 343 to Pitts, 404. The stats just line up for Tennessee. The talent, I feel like, is in Tennessee Pitt. I feel like it's just a bit overrated on this one, and I, I don't know. I just like Tennessee better. All right, so next game, it's... For Mark, Wisconsin, Washington State. Mark, go ahead and tell. Sure. So, I mean, I'm from Wisconsin. Um, I, I like Wisconsin to win this game a lot. Um, you know, we've never lost to Washington State in history, so I'm picking Wisconsin to win by 20. Well, also face Washington State twice ever. Oh, so this, yeah. this will be the third meeting ever between the Badgers and the Cougars. So Go Badgers. Yeah, I mean, Washington State, they struggled against Idaho last week. It was a seven-point win. And I think this is just going to be a tough game going on the road. Not exactly a – it's always always tough going up uh, to Madison and winning a game there. Wisconsin uh, defense pitching a shutout last week. I don't think they will this week, but I think Wisconsin is going to win this game fairly easily. Yeah, uh, Wisconsin. As a joke, earlier this week I picked Washington State, but no. So <laughs> Wisconsin is going to take care of business. Graham Mertz, he had a decent game, 14-16 for 219 yards and a, and a touchdown. But it was, that game was carried by Braylon Allen. I think it's going to be again. I think Washington, or not Washington, Wisconsin will be able to take care of business and win. I think they're a 17.5 point favorites. I think they'll be able to cover that, score more than, they'll win but more than that. I'm, I'm also on long, <coughs> I'm also along the Badger train here, but uh, you just got to go for Wisconsin here. Washington State does not seem like a very competitive team, at least this year. Braylon Allen's going to have another stellar year. People are going to start comparing him to the Jonathan Taylor and all your Wisconsin backs that they've had in the past few years. So uh, he's definitely along the list for that group. I don't think he's there quite yet just because he still has a lot more to prove. I feel like with just being a young sophomore, even though he is very talented, he's definitely going to carry them over the win against Washington State. All right, so the next game is uh, number 25, Houston goes on the road at Texas Tech. I got Houston in this one. They struggled earlier, or they struggled last week against UTSA, and that went into three overtimes, but they luckily got the win here. Texas Tech is the favorite, though, but they did lose their... uh, uh, quarterback Smith. I don't can't think of his Donovan first name. Smith. Donovan Smith. Uh, they did lose him, so I think that's going to play at least a big part in the game here. Houston, I think it's going to look for revenge here, trying to make sure that they actually still stand in the top twenty-five here. So I got the, the Cougars out of Houston. I I'm going to take Houston here. I think it'll be pretty close. I mean, is it so? It's a three-point uh, spread here for Tech. I think it'll be pretty close. It'll be interesting to see if Houston can like play better than last week's because, like you said, UTSA almost beat them. So, but I think I think Houston will be able to handle the the road trip to uh, Lubbock and take care of business against Tech. I like Houston. Um, just I mean, because they're ranked, and I don't really. I mean, I don't pay too much attention to Houston, but. I like Houston over the Red Raiders here. Yeah, Houston, they're going to have to play a lot better than last week. 11 penalties on offense uh, in their opener. And I think Texas Tech looked pretty good. Tyler Show, uh, quarterback, threw it around. He, he, he played pretty well. And I think I'm going to take Texas Tech in this one. 
Uh, I think Houston, if they, there's no way they're going to win this game if they play like they did last week. And I think Texas Tech is, a, I think they're a better team than a lot of people give them credit for. So I'm taking the Red Raiders in this one. Iowa, Iowa State, being from Iowa, court hard into this rivalry. Um, Iowa has gotten the best out of Iowa State the past six times. However, Iowa State was able to get close, except like last year, 27-17, both teams were in the top 10 in the rankings. But you took a look at Iowa last week. Spencer Petras, a quarterback rating of 1.1 in a system that only runs the ball. That, that's just, I don't know, that's just crazy for me. Cannot throw the ball at all. Hunter Deckers looks very impressive. Jaheel Brock remind me a little bit of David Montgomery back then. I got the Cyclones in this one. That's just because I'm a native Iowa State fan, but they just look extremely better than Iowa. All right, so kind of like picking. Okay, so Iowa looked absolutely terrible last week. Offense, it was not very good. Spencer, pay trash. Sorry, Mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, Iowa didn't look good. Defense was the reason why they stayed in that game. But it seems like it really seems like both teams think they're gonna lose this week. It's kind of kind of funny. It's weird because it like never happens. Like normally you hear a lot of beef going on. This year I haven't heard a lot. Yeah. So um, I got the Cyclones pulling it off. I, I just think I, Iowa State just will have a better game. I don't think Iowa will be able to like wake up. I guess they'll wake up after this after this game because they're gonna yeah. realize that they're going down the wrong path. But Iowa State will pull it off. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose Iowa. Um, I think Iowa's gonna have a better week this week. I think it's gonna be a closer game, but I think Iowa's gonna win by a touchdown. So yeah, I went back and forth on this one, kind of looking at the game. Uh, Iowa six in a row against Iowa State. It's gonna be it's hard to see Iowa State winning just because they've lost the last six. But Iowa just really didn't look good at all last weekend, uh, and I think their defense can only do so much. Um, I think Iowa State will win. It's going to be close, and I think it's going to be low scoring, but I'm taking Iowa State to end the streak this weekend. Say so the only chance I can see Iowa winning this is, be- is because it's at Kinnick. That, I think that's the only reason why I can see them is because they do have that home crowd advantage. And Iowa and Kinnick, especially at night games, it's a completely different team than what you see in the past weeks. That's the only reason why I can see Iowa winning is because of their punter and because of their the home team advantage. And one more thing, I just think Matt Campbell as well with a first-year quarterback on the road against a good defense, I think that could uh, be a little cause for concern um, for Iowa State, but I think they're going to pull it out. All right, so the next game, another really, really big game. We got the number 20 Kentucky Wildcats going on the road to the Swamp. Another good game, yeah. A Florida mm-hmm. team that beat the number 7 uh, Utah Utes last week. What you guys think about that one? I thought Florida did. Do they deserve the 12th ranking in the country? Probably no. not. No. <laughs> I'd say they probably at least, I don't know, you go from unranked to 12, it's a huge, huge dump, jump in college football. That barely happens. I would put them at like the low low teens, or like high teens, I should say, like 17, 18, 19 in there. Put them really close with Kentucky. Defense really stepped up on that last possession to get the game-winning interception. Kentucky, I, we haven't really seen a lot of, but I got the I got the Gators here in this one. I believe they'll defend the, the swamp again, and I'm not really high into the Kentucky hype this year for some reason. I don't understand why, but I got I got the uh, I got the Gators going on. All right, this one's really tough. I'm gonna say it now. It's a really really tough pick because I do believe in Kentucky, but at the same time, Florida pre- looked pretty good. Anthony Richardson had a really good game against Utah, and. But 
I, I don't know. It's it's going to be really, really close. I, it's, so it's five and a half. I think it's going to come down to the final possession of the game. I have Kentucky. I have a feeling Will Levis will play a lot better this week. I'm hoping because I'm rooting for Kentucky here, but I, I just, it's going to be really close. Kentucky will pull it off, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how. It just all depends on if they all play to like whether it should be. So. Yeah, me, I mean, I like Florida. I think they played really well against Utah last week. Uh, I'm just going to stick with Florida. I will say it was an impressive win for Florida last week, but it did, you know, take a really bad decision in the closing seconds of the game by Cam Rising for them to get out of there and win that that game. Yeah, Kentucky, I think, I don't know, I, I, was, I wasn't as high on them as a lot of people were going into the year, you know. I think Will Levis, there was a play, I think, last week, really questionable throw he made. Um, and a lot of people had him as a, you know, some had him top 10, top three. I'd say some even have him as like a Heisman candidate or something like that. Well, yeah, and then next year in the draft, he's up and up there uh, for quarterbacks. Yeah, I think this will be a good game. I'm going to take Florida. I think, it, yeah, they'll have to get out. Um, they'll have to play better, I think, than they did last week. Kentucky coming in uh, last last four years, they've beat them twice, but they haven't beat them much actually before that. But I'm taking Florida in this one. I think they'll make make enough plays to win the game. Being at home helps too. Yeah. Uh, so next game we have the Stanford Cardinal hosting the number ten USC Trojans, who had an impressive win against Rice last week. What you guys think about that one? USC all the way. Period. USC. I, okay, so it is a primetime game. I don't think it'll be close, but maybe it might be a little like interesting in the first half, but I think USC will pull away and win by more than three touchdowns. Yeah, I don't think this game will be close. I think Stanford, uh, you know, they beat Colgate last week. It's, you know, they won that game fairly easily, but I think USC uh, continues uh, the good good win last week and i think they'll win this game fairly easily get to two and oh say we got two last games just a quick pick arizona state and oklahoma state i got okie state i got okay state i think this will be a really close game actually i think emory jones um he looked good last week and so did spencer sanders i think it'll be high scoring uh but i think it's going to be tough for emory jones going to play up against a good defense oklahoma state uh so i think i'm going to take the pokes in this one close game also got Oklahoma State in this one. Just very, very good defense, very good quarterback, and Spencer Sanders. And then the last game, Baylor and BYU. I'll go last. <laughs> Baylor. I'm taking Baylor big in this game. I think their defense is going to dominate. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously blowout win last week. Not exactly, uh, you know, the best opponent, but I think that they're going to win this game. I feel like, I don't know. I got Baylor in this one, but BYU tricked me last week. I picked them over, or I didn't pick them over USF. They obviously got my butt handed to me on that one, but I just don't see them pulling off against Baylor, so I got Baylor. Okay. <laughs> I have BYU pulling off the upset. Um, it's at Provo. That's a, that's a, I feel like that's a big thing. It's a road game for Baylor. I don't really have a really big reason. I just I just have a feeling BYU is going to pull it off. So I got uh, BYU. All right, and that concludes our segment for the college football pickems. We'll be right back here, and we'll got, talk a little bit of Husker football, and then maybe we'll get into NFL games. So you're listening to The Last Take.
And welcome back. Now we're going to talk about some North Ma- or Nebraska Cornhusker football, almost in my high school there. Uh, coming out with a win over North Dakota Fighting Hawks, of scores 17 to 38. Uh, Dylan, what was the one thing that really stuck out to you about this game? The fact that we were lucky to win. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest now. So we first half was not very good, in my opinion. Defense had some had their moments, but like also at the same time, like they weren't able to tackle at all i mean actually entire like pretty much the entire game we we were going back to the same issues offensive line looked atrocious <laughs> espn said or somebody said that they only had like one like power five level of, of a rusher and our offensive line still gave up two sacks and a forced fumble oh that was corn craze corn craze okay so yeah. it, it, it was really disappointing um but we were still able to come out with a W thanks to Anthony Grant. So tackling was my main thing. We weren't able to do anything. Yeah, especially in the first half. A lot of missed yeah. tackles. Um, yeah, it was my first Nebraska game. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, at least they won. Like, you can't. Yeah. Things were definitely. The like, streak is finally over, right? Yeah, I mean, we when North Dakota tied the game at 17 there in the third quarter, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, are we really? Uh, it was, yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen at that point. But glad to see him pull away and uh, get that first win of the season. Uh, Casey Thompson, I thought. He did. Uh, he had the one interception in there. Kind of a he had a, a guy coming over the middle, and I, I don't know if he didn't see the middle linebacker, but kind of threw it right to the middle linebacker. It looked like um, both from my view and then when I was watching the highlights later. But other than that, I I didn't think it was a bad performance by Casey Thompson. I thought good good to see good to see him perform uh, perform pretty well. And then yeah, like like you guys said, Anthony Grant, uh, 189 yards rushing, pretty good uh, performance for him and Anthony last week you were talking about getting uh, Trey Palmer more involved led the team in receiving four receptions for 82 yards so good to see him getting in there uh, and yeah just just glad to see him get the first win and now hoping we can get another one against Georgia Southern to kind of build some more momentum for that big game against Oklahoma here uh, the following week so good to see him get the win. Yeah like Charlie uh, this was also my first Huster football game it was good to see them get a win um, I would like Charlie. I was also sh- I was also a little nervous when the game was tied at 17. Um, a few thoughts from the game. Uh, we need to work on tackling, specifically um, improving missed tackles. I was listening to some press conferences, and I think both coaches and players agree that it is something we need to work on. Another thing that to keep in mind is controlling a football game for four quarters is important. You have to stay in the game, and you have to stay in the moment too. Um, I think freshman running back A.J. Allen is going to be a breakout star for the Huskers this season. Maybe not breakout star, but I think if he continues, I think what he showed last week was good. I think that depth was really important. Uh, one thing I got from Scott Frost, quote, after he said in his press conference after the game is we need to be better. I, I think they need to be better. Um, Scott Frost also said Anthony Grant had a great day. I, I agree. Um, I think Anthony Grant's going to be one of those star players this year, this season for Nebraska football. You know, I'm hoping that they can build that momentum to play against Georgia Southern this week. AJ Allen had 11 carries for 58 yards. <laughs> Actually, I think this is my second time seeing Oscars. I remember when I was really little, I um, went to the end of the season back in like 20 to like 20 2013 or something. I don't know. It was just really cold, really one night, and 
we froze up and we went back to uh, I don't know. We went to some restaurant, and uh, so anyways, I think this is my second second Cornhusker game, my first one as a student. So Anthony Grant, watch him to be like all 10 first or second team as a running back. He definitely has that potential right now. I don't really see a lot of running backs that are at least better than him in the Big Ten. Um, so he's had a really good good season so far. It's only week two this week. But like Mark mentioned, we need to do a lot better on the tackling. Um, I think what I really like is that we even got more receivers involved besides just Washington, Palmer, and Castaneda that we got some new receivers in line um Allen also had a few good carries as well I think it was just the first half was really rough because it was only sevens at halftime but then once I think if you just settle down relax don't let the pressure get to you I think they could they can become a really really solid team all right so so next week or this week we have uh Georgia Southern what do you guys think of that matchup I think, yeah, uh, I think Nebraska gets the win here this weekend. Uh, Georgia Southern blowout win last week against Morgan State. I don't, not thinking too much about that. I think coming in to uh, here to Lincoln, it's going to be going to be a tough game for them. But over 500 yards of total offense last week for the Eagles. So that's something that I was kind of, I don't know how much to think of that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to take Nebraska in this one get to two and one on the year i think i actually think they're gonna have a lot better performance this weekend than they did last weekend uh and really you know i think i'm hoping that we're feeling even better going into the ou game so yeah taking nebraska to get to two and one um, some of my players to watch for uh, this week's uh, Georgia Southern game. I think it's going to be a very cool atmosphere, especially this being my first night game at Nebraska. I think for Georgia Southern to watch um, Kyle Van Treese, um, though he played for Buffalo last year and lost to Nebraska, um, I think he's one of the players to watch. They have a couple of drafts, NFL draft prospects on that Georgia Southern um, team. But I think for Nebraska, I think Casey Thompson's going to have a big game. Um, I, I also put down A.J. Allen. My prediction, I, I'm going to say Nebraska 35, Georgia Southern 10. I think Clay Helton's a very offensive-minded head coach, um, but that's just, I think it's going to be a loud atmosphere, and I think Nebraska's going to carry that momentum into next week. Okay, so I was expecting a lot more last week. Um, I do think it'll be a lot better this week. I think we'll be a little more calmed down, a lot less pressure since now we got our first W on the season. Getting that first W is a big, big part of how a season's going to go. It doesn't help, you know, losing week zero. It put a lot of pressure on us, like I said. But I think Nebraska will take uh, take care of business. Casey Thompson will have a pretty good game. I don't expect it to be like a huge, huge blowout, but I think Nebraska will take care of take care of business. But Casey Thompson will be good. A, uh, Anthony Grant will have another good game. I think I've been seeing a lot of things that Nebraska is not pulling out their whole playbook yet because we don't want to give Oklahoma that much like to like too much to study on like our whole playbook. So. We'll like throw it all on to. It's like all, we, all we did last week was pretty much run the ball up the middle. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I expect a lot of running. I want I want to see like a whole bunch of big big pass plays. Like we'll have a few like if it comes down to third down or something like that. But I think Nebraska will take care of business. Thirty-eight to twenty-one kind of range. I don't. I think Georgia Southern will score the last touchdown just to make it look closer. But I think Nebraska will really like 
like take the game from Georgia Southern. Say, so Charlie, early. did you say your score? No, I didn't. Oh, I'll, I'll make you. Yeah. Say so you go ahead and you're, make yours. So. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll take Nebraska in this game, 35 to 14. Um, yeah, I think just take care of the ball, and I think that they'll win the game. So we did mention uh, Clay Hester, right? Helton. Helton, okay. Clay Helton. Clay Helton's the new coach at Georgia Southern. Transfers that we've had here um, for Georgia Southern. It makes a a little bit of an impact, at least for them. But I still see the Nebraska pulling off. I believe it's going to be a lot similar, actually, to last week, where it's going to be a little bit close in the first quarter, or at least first half. Then hopefully we get our act together and settle in and blow them out. But it's gonna, I think it's going to be a little bit of a low-scoring one. I got Nebraska 31, Georgia Southern 20. Okay. We just got to tackle. I feel like that's the biggest mm-hmm. problem is we just got to tackle. So. I think a big key, I forgot to mention this, a big key is hopefully you see the offensive line actually be like playing to their potential. Like they they took a step back last week. Like you're there's a one play the if left you, guard. Look up okay, look up some of the highlights from Big Ten from the Big Ten network. The play where we scored a touchdown to uh I say number forty nine. Number forty nine. Right. So, sorry, like if you just yeah, just it's in the third quarter, right? That yeah, happened. Third quarter. Watch the offensive line, the left guard. Left tackle. Left tackle. No, right tackle. Right tackle. Uh, one of the it's offensive on the, linemen. It's on the right tackle because it's closest to us, so it's on yeah. the right tackle. Yeah, so whatever. So the offensive lineman does not move when the snap, the ball is snapped. He literally just sits there and doesn't realize what he's doing. But, yeah, but I, I really hope the offensive line, like, just gets into their what they're supposed to do, not just, like, sit there when the ball is snapped and not do anything. So we're I'm hoping for that. If they do take it, I th- they should be able to like get into the groove because we're gonna have to next week. We're playing, you know, top ten team in the country, so we're gonna have to play a lot better in the next few weeks. So that's my big my big key to the game is the offensive line. All right, so now we're gonna move on to we'll we'll all pick one game from the NFL for this week, just like why we pick this and what's the importance of the game. I picked Buffalo and Los Angeles Rams, so it's first game of the year. It'd be interesting to see how good the Rams are going to look on their uh, start the season with their own uh, how they open their title defense because they had a really good year last year. As a Lions fan, I actually really like seeing Matthew Stafford win a Super Bowl. I think this game will be really close. It'll be very interesting to see how good the Buffalo Bills come out. I really think the Buffalo Bills will win. I think they're my. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. So this could be a Super Bowl matchup. I say this could be like you just said, Super Bowl matchup. But I think the one thing that's really popular about this game is a season opener, and it's the defending champs versus the projected champs. Yeah, that's how, that's how I view this matchup. So yeah, I think the Rams. I don't think that they're going to be as good as they were last year. A lot of departures. Um, Von Miller, of course, going to Buffalo. Robert Woods as well, um, and then the OC Kevin O'Connell, bright offensive mind. Of course, he was. You know, Sean McVay mainly runs things there, but I think that's another uh, uh, loss. And then Sony Michelle, kind of a smaller uh, departure as well. But yeah, it's going to be a. It's going to be interesting to see. I think it's a great opening matchup. I'm glad they didn't put the Dallas Cowboys on like they usually do on that first game. It seems like <laughs> they go on for Sunday night primetime. Oh, do they so. have them Sunday night? Yeah. They're, they're going um, up against the Buccaneers, like last well, year. Well, that was the yeah. that was the opening game last year. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. This will this will be a good game. I'm excited to see it. Uh, Josh Allen, of course. Matt Stafford. I think it'll be a great game. 
Um, I, I'm picking Packers, Vikings here. Uh, personally, I mean, I'm from Wisconsin. Um, I like the Packers. It's like the border battle. It is the border battle. I'm picking the Packers to win this game because I think it's a very important, crucial game to start the season for the Packers. I think this game could be a defining game in Aaron Rodgers' career. A game. I'm not sure if it's the game, but I think it's a game. So I got the Packers by a touchdown. So to elaborate on that, I'm a Vikings fan. So I will hold on. Before I say anything, though, I'm going with the Bills on my first game. Okay, so I'm going with Buffalo on that one. They're just the most complete roster out of anybody. Sad to say about their punter, but not really sad to say if that's really true or not. If you know, you know. If you don't, look it up. Um, (laughs) But uh, Green Bay, Minnesota, it's so interesting because... The Minnesota is new. It's got a new offensive coach in Kevin O'Connell. Going to have a breakout year, I feel like, for Justin Jefferson, as if he hasn't had any more breakout years. I feel like this one could be the biggest one of them all. I don't know if it's going to be as good as Cooper Cup at all, but Justin Jefferson is going to keep a lookout. He's probably going to make a case of why he's possibly one of the best receivers of the game. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, has pretty much no one to throw to, I feel like, except for... Sammy Watkins? Sam- Really? No. <laughs> well, I'm not, not, I think really Al Lazard and, like, who's the rookie they just drafted out of? I mean, like, they do have uh, Dobbs and uh, Sam uh, Torrey from Nebraska. Samori Torrey, but he's not. Right. I don't know. They just drafted a wide receiver. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, guy from North Dakota State. Yeah. Uh, Watson. Christian Watson. Christian Watson. Okay. Say so they just drafted him. I don't know how good their receiving core is going to be. They still have a one-two punch out and running back with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Yeah. That will be a big thing. But You know, like I said, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, so I could literally care less about who wins this game because I already know the Lions are not going to beat any of them. So it doesn't really <laughs> matter. But I Packers are, are going to win. It's going to be really close. Uh, it's going to be really close mm-hmm. for sure because it is the opening game. But you never know. Maybe Aaron Rodgers has a game like he did against the Saints last year and falls apart. But right. but I don't expect that to happen. So, yeah, I, Packers. Yeah, so I, yeah, I also didn't make my pick on the last. I'm taking the Bills uh, to beat the Rams in that one. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Packers as well in this one. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be as good of a team as a lot of people are predicting. I think I've heard a lot of people saying kind of it's going to be a similar uh, story to the last couple seasons. Good, good regular season team, and then just collapse and lose again in the playoffs. It's happened. Uh, it's happened a lot. So, but I don't know. I, I don't think that I, I've got some questions with them. Definitely, of course, losing Devonte Adams um, is definitely going to be interesting to see what happens there. But I think they'll win this one in a close game. Okay, so the game that I picked to watch out for, I don't even know why I kind of picked this, but I thought it's kind of be funny. Uh, I got Browns Panthers in this one. Really excited for that one. Yeah, really excited. I think so. The reason why I chose is because I don't know why, but I find Baker Mayfield which is very interesting to watch. Yeah, he's kind of trash. He's mediocre, but once again, coming from Iowa, he was an, always in Oklahoma. He was always in the big news and stuff like that, and then being drafted number one overall. So this is Baker Mayfield's revenge game. It's also no, I'm not even going to say that because it would be really bad, but it's something about Deshaun Watson. Um, I don't know. The Panthers are just that one team. They're just struggling to find their identity. And Cleveland, I don't know, Jacoby Brissett, 
at quarterback is a questionable story, but Nick Chubb at the running back position, adding Amari Cooper to the offense, uh, keeping David Njoku on offense. I, I just see the Browns completely destroying the Panthers, but I just kind of find it funny if how Baker Mayfield's going to talk all this trash about Cleveland, but then get his butt handed to him. Uh, I don't really know. This is it's kind of like a game I really don't really like have emotional attachment to. I think a lot of people don't anyways, but like... It's just pretty much if you're a Brown or Panthers fan, I feel like you have attachment <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, like, unfortunate, like, Baker Mayfield got the treatment he had in Cleveland getting, like, heat. It's because they kind of, like, got Deshaun Watson with that, paying him a whole bunch of money, and now he's not even going to play until week 13 or whatever. So I, I'd like to see how this game goes, like, Baker Mayfield maybe having a revenge game, but I still think the Browns are going to win because that defense is far more superior than the Panthers' offense. I think so. The Panthers have DJ Moore. I mean, and then they have Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Offense line is meh. They do have a Ikemokwanu now, right? So, yeah. so like, I don't know. I, <laughs> it's just a really yeah, hard game I, to pick. It's I'll I'll take the Browns just because of the defense. Miles Garrett. It's it's a big a it, big difference. A big difference yeah. against not that great of an offensive line. So. Mark, Mark, what's your pick for Browns Panthers? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I don't, I don't really care for either team, but I, I'll choose the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, I think I the know. game that no one cares about. All right. That's well, no, a yay plus. I care about it. I just don't think either team is very good. It's kind of, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm taking Baker Mayfield over Jacoby Brissett. I think, but yeah, Browns defense, I think, is what is going to win them this game. I think it's going to be low scoring. But yeah, I'll take the Browns in this game. I don't think either team's going to be good this season. I, I I don't even think the Browns are a you know top 15, 16 team in the league. I think they're in the in the lower half. But yeah, I mean, I'll take them in this one. I guess I'll say final score ten seven Panthers. All right. Okay, Charlie, you're up now. So all right, the Russell Wilson era in Denver. Here we go. Uh, I have never been this excited for uh, for Denver Broncos football. I've been a fan since I was five years old. Uh, it's really exciting, uh, man. I just can't even can't even tell you how much I wish I was there. Yeah, it's gonna be, oh, man. I think the Broncos are gonna win this game. I think it's gonna be a big win to start the Russell Wilson era in Denver. Um, Seattle, their run game last year, I thought it was pretty good with Chris Carson, uh, even without Chris Carson, I should say. And then drafting Kenneth Walker this year, but I think that's gonna be um, that's gonna be how Seattle is gonna try and move the ball the most effectively. I think Geno Smith at quarterback. I don't really know. What, what's going to happen there? Met, I think the Broncos definitely got to look out for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Obviously, they're good weapons, but I think Seattle is going to stick to the run, typical Pete Carroll football, run the ball, and try and play defense. However, I don't think they're going to play very good defense. Um, I think, you know, let Russ cook. It's actually going to happen now that he's finally got everything around him. Uh, he's out of Seattle. He's got a great offensive mind in Nathaniel Hackett. Great, great coach. Um and then 
two two good running backs, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Um, I think I want to see a lot of Javante this year, but now they're saying that the two are probably going to you know be close to splitting carries, maybe giving Javante a little bit more, a uh, sna- few more snaps. But great great weapons, even without Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Excited to see KJ Hamler back after last year going out week three, and I think the Broncos offense going to put up a big performance against a Seattle defense that I really don't think is very good, even though that's what Pete Carroll is probably going to try and rely on more this year. So I'm taking the Broncos to pick up uh, the win in their first game of the year and really excited for this season. Good analysis. <laughs> I don't think I've seen a Broncos fans, except my brother, be more excited about the season. I'm so like, excited, man. I, it's going to be all Broncos. It, they're going to show off on Monday Night Football. It, it's it's good. It's a good way to end Week One to watch a team absolutely destroy another one. It's not. I don't. I don't think it's going to be close. And I think I had my doubts about the Broncos at the beginning of the year, or like. When, when they first got Russell Wilson, I'm like, they're still not going to be that good. But I personally think they could give the Chiefs the r- a run for their money, especially with the Chiefs not having Tyreek Hill, but that's a different story. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I didn't even talk about the defense either, the additions, uh, some really good additions we made this offseason. Well, as, and let me just say one thing. If I hear any Seahawks fans booing, you guys better not boo. He did a lot for your organization. He carried you for years. <laughs> yes, he had the Legion of Boom his first two years, and I will say he, that. But they still... He still he's, led him to the Super Bowl. I say he's still got that rain on his finger, you know, boy. You he's guys, still... you guys got to be grateful for what you got for Russell Wilson. So I don't want to hear any booing when he, when he comes out of the tunnel on Monday night. So yeah, I got all Broncos. They'll win big. Say uh, this is this game kind of means it's kind of funny for me because back at home I have two younger brothers who are actually both Broncos and Seahawks fans. Okay, they always look forward to at least we always look forward to when our teams playing each other. I create criticize the littlest brother because first of all his name is charlie okay and he's from and he is a seahawks fan because will my other brother was a broncos fan and when broncos seahawks played on super bowl it was will's birthday and will was a big broncos fan and charlie did not like that so he's been with the seahawks ever since that day i always criticize he's a bandwagon for that all right but this one is just so funny i wish i was back home to watch it with them it's gonna be old Broncos. The Seahawks have very little talent. I mean, yeah, they still have Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker at running back. Quarterback is like a D minus at Madden. Their wide receivers are probably a C just because of DK Metcalf. Um, they do have Lockett too. I say that. Well, they got Lockett, but like I even think DK is a little bit more overrated than what people say is. Oh yeah, he's um, overrated. Their defense is not that good at all. Honestly, the Jamal Adams trade hurt them a lot. The Broncos look very scary this year I even see them winning the West over the Chargers I could I can see it but I don't think it's a high possibility but it's something I can see it in the future I got Broncos big time here at least by 20. I got I got the Broncos um I, I like the the Russell Wilson and the Melvin Gordon duo I think that's going to be a very special duo this season I got Broncos is that because they both played for Wisconsin yes <laughs> <laughs> yes but I think that's going to be a very special duo this season yeah I mean I don't know I think I wanted Javante Williams to get 90% of the carries, but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Do you, any any of you guys have him in fantasy, Javante Williams? I I don't I don't have I have Russell I Wilson th- in fantasy. So. I have Rashad Penny in fantasy. I have him in my, one of my other leagues. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I 
there was a report that came out. Benjamin Albright of the Denver Broncos, uh, he, he said a lot of Javante owners aren't going to be happy with what he's hearing because he thinks it's going to be about 55-45 with Javante, just a slight lead. And I think, I will say, and he also said Melvin Gordon is going to get a lot of the, kind of those goal line touches. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But, so Javante, Javante in the middle of the field and then Melvin Gordon yeah. in the end zone? Yeah, so. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but excited. All right, well, this concludes our show here on The Last Take. You're listening to Episode 2 with Charlie, Mark, Dylan, and Anthony. Thank you so much for listening. And tune in next week as we'll bring in more Nebraska Cornhusker football, college football pick and another more NFL games. If you guys also want to have uh, your input on other ways we can improve or different segments you would like to add or just anything that you like, uh, feel free to shoot us a text at this time. Uh, if you want our contact information, just contact someone that has our number at least we're not going to get personal info quite yet until early in the show but we'll promise that we can we'll hear you so for charlie dylan mark and anthony we're signing off this is the last take brought to you by in this room of of university of nebraska <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs>